This year, the house where the Motown sound originated celebrates its 28th anniversary as the Motown Historical Museum. And a visit to this small, unpretentious attraction on a working-class street not far from downtown Detroit is like taking a step back to the beginning. In August 1959, when Barry took an $800 loan from his family's savings club and bought the two-story house, installed a primitive recording studio, and got down to the business of creating singers and songs that would change the music industry and listen his tastes in music forever. Barry was not a novice in the business. He had co-written a series of smash hits for Jackie Wilson several years earlier, including Lonely Teardrops, and had already discovered groups like The Miracles, Mabel John, and Marv Johnson. But when he began producing hit records with The Marvelettes, Mary Wells, The Temptations, The Four Tops, The Spinners, and Martha Reeves and the Vandellas, to name just a few, Detroit's Motown sound became world famous, and Gordy Berry was on his way to becoming the very well-known and wealthy founder of the Motown Record Corporation. Robin Terry is the executive director of the museum. Motown was founded in 1959 by Barry Gordy Jr. And the Gordy family had established itself in Detroit. Barry Gordy and his eight siblings were all working in different capacities within their family's business. They actually had a grocery store called the Booker T. Washington Grocery Store. And young Barry Gordy went from working in that grocery store to a career in boxing. From that career in boxing, he went to a career at Ford Motor Company working on the assembly line for the Lincoln Mercury Division. And while doing that, he began to really fine-tune a talent he had for songwriting because he would write songs in his head to the rhythm of the assembly line. During the, the late 50s, early 60s, Detroit was known for, it's always been known for music, gospel music and other forms of music, jazz. But at that time, there was a strong presence of street corner groups, crooners, you know, and within the high schools, you had very strong music programs, and you had this natural coming together of groups within the high schools. For example, the Supremes were the primettes, and their brother singing team were the primes, and those were the temptations. So within the high schools, you had friendly competition among friends and among these groups. And so it was a really fertile ground for music and for young people who were making music. A tour of the museum allows visitors to walk through all the rooms in the house. And the way it's set up with actual furnishings and appliances from the late 1950s provides a pretty realistic feeling of that era. room has a really cool story, actually. Um, you can see that the... The floor is just completely worn out, you know, to the floorboards. And they say that that is from Barry Gordy and all of the other people who worked in here just constantly stopping their feet to the rhythm of the music. This room has a lot of history. All the equipment is original. You can see the chalkboard where they would write the times and the performers, you know, their session times so that they would come in and look on the board and know when it was their time to record. This is the original recording studio. You know you could have been some perfume 
As for the Motown sound, it still lives happily in Detroit and around the world. The music is as young and vibrant as ever. For information on the Motown Museum, log on to MotownMuseum.org. Borders is produced at WJFF, an NPR affiliate station in Jeffersonville, New York. I'm Ron Bernthal, and thank you for listening.